Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about I-bonds. And you know, as you've listened to some of these episodes, usually a lot of my topics come from questions I get from clients or topics you know people might be reading about. And if we were to go back about a year, a year and a half ago, just as inflation was starting to climb up and um, you know, the Fed was, you know, starting to you know, increase rates and things were tightening up a little bit. Um, everyone was asking me about I-bonds. Should I buy them? Do I need to own I-bonds? You know, the I-bonds are paying 7%. I-bonds are paying 9%. I've got to buy some of these I-bonds. And as we talked through it, you know, the, the idea of, you know, an investment in I-bonds, um, you know, a lot of it was about educating the client what they are and how they work um, and, you know, helping them figure out, you know, is it the right place for their money? And to do a little bit of a review of what an I bond is, or a, a, it, it's, the I stands for inflation, and the bond uh, is a bond. And these are issued by the federal government, the U.S. Treasury, and essentially they pay a, a rate of return with two components. There's a fixed rate of return uh, as one component, and then there's an inflation adjustment. And the reason why I bonds last year were paying such a high rate is inflation. You know, as we all know, when straight up for a period of six months or so. So you went from having essentially zero or very low inflation over the last 10 to 15 years to all of a sudden having, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, 10% inflation in a very short period of time. So when the government did their calculation on the bonds, they, you know, put the current inflation rate into the, the calculator and it said, okay, we have to pay six, seven and a half, seven percent on these bonds in addition to the fixed rate that people are getting. And that's how they got that 9% rate of return. So, uh, but the, really the topic we're going to talk about today is if you bought them, what should you be doing with them? And, you know, how should you be kind of checking up on them? And then secondly, the idea of re reinvestment risk or, re or renewal risk. Um, and this kind of topic is important if you're right now contemplating, you know, should I buy a CD? You know, should I take some of my money out of the market or should I just put some of my cash to work? Um, so the idea of, of risk, and we, everyone knows about market risk. You watch stocks and bonds go up all day long or stocks, you know, go up, uh, based on market volatility, you know, you know, certain, uh, events in, in the world that are happening that cause stocks to be volatile. Um, we all know that stocks can go up and go down. And recently we've talked about interest rate risk, which is as interest rates go up, sometimes the underlying value of bonds can actually go down. Vice versa, if, if interest rates start to fall, those bond values can go up. So interest rate risk is another type of risk that's associated to monetary policy. Um, the idea of renewal risk is not one that people talk a lot about, but it's important right now as we are in a uh, an interest rate environment that could swing one way or the other over the next one to two or three years. So the idea of renewal risk is that if you buy a CD today, uh, so let's say you've got Ten thousand uh, dollars extra in your bank account, and you look at your checking account statement, and they paid you a whopping 0.1 percent interest on your checking account, which is about you know ten ten dollars of interest that you accrued this month on that checking account. And then you look and you say, oh wow, this they offering a CD of four and a half four percent for twelve months, you know four and a half percent for two years, you know all these rates that are much higher than what you're getting in your checking account. 
So you might be tempted to buy that CD. So the, you know, the idea of uh, you know, renewal risk is, okay, well, you've got a choice. Do I buy the six-month CD that's paying 3.9%? Do I buy the 12-month CD that's paying 4.2%? Or do I buy the, the, the two-year that's paying um, you know, 4.4%? So you look and say, well, there's three interest rates. I'd probably just choose the highest, right? Well, the highest is going to tie that money up for two years versus the shorter one is going to tie you up for six months. So liquidity, you know, is one of the factors. But renewal risk is the is the is the type of risk that exists when that CD matures. So usually people put money in a CD, and about a week or two before the CD is supposed to come due, let's say it's a one year CD, you get a notice from the bank saying, you know, your CD is maturing. Um, here's your renewal rate. This is what your rate is going to be next year. Um, you, you have two weeks basically to tell us if you want to take the money out. Otherwise, we'll just auto renew you in next year's rate. So if you buy a CD today, you know, let's say it's 4.1% for 12 months, what you have to be thinking about is what do I think the interest rates are going to be in um, you know, May of 2024? And if I think the interest rates are likely to be lower, uh, significantly lower, uh, what's going to happen is when that one-year CD rolls over, it's going to renew at a lower rate. So that 4.1% you had this year might go down to 3.5 or even lower. Um, so if you're confident that the interest rates will likely go down, you might buy the two-year CD because now your rate is guaranteed for those two years and you push that renewal rate out uh, a couple of years. And kind of to bring that back to I-bonds, you know, what we are seeing is inflation is starting to get under control. Uh, some prices just seem to be higher than, uh, you know, things aren't coming down. But when you look at what the federal government uses to measure inflation, the reports are saying that inflation is starting to cool. So if you were to buy an I-bond today and you just do a Google search, you know, what are I-bonds paying for interest right now? Um, the, the average return on an I-bond for the next six months will be about 4.3%. And you have to remember that when they say a CD for six months is 4.3%, um, that is the annualized return. So if you if you put ten thousand dollars in a CD at the end of six months, they don't give you four hundred and thirty dollars of interest because the four four point three percent is the annualized. So they're basically going to give you two hundred and fifteen dollars of interest because you only kept it there for six months and they paid you the equivalent of a four point three percent return over twelve months. So you have to understand that when you see the rates. Same idea with that I bond, that 4.3% over the next six months, it's the annualized. So you're only going to get about half that interest. So if you bought an I bond two years ago or last year, because of all these rates were going crazy, um, what you have to realize is that I bond that you probably got paid 9% for about six to 12 months on is going to start to adjust because part of that rate is based on inflation. So you might see the I bond that you bought a year ago expecting to get 9% a year in 2023, it might only pay you 4.5%. And in 2024, if inflation keeps coming down, at least what the government calls it inflation, you know, you, your car prices might still be higher and your health insurance might still be going up at 15% a year. But what they're measuring for health and inflation is coming down. Your I bond in 2024, 25 might only be paying 2%. So a lot of times we buy things like I-bonds, CDs, annuities, um, and we kind of, we do it and then we forget about them. So the more, the the lesson for today is if you bought an I-bond in, in the last 12 to 18 months, you should put on your calendar 
um, you know, May and November, you know, to kind of review these or once a year, just look at, go on uh, treasurydirect.com or just Google, what is my I-bond paying uh, through treasurydirect.com. If you, or, or uh, treasurydirect, you can actually put in the serial number of your bond and it'll tell you what your, your actual rate of return is, as opposed to just doing a generic search. So if your rate is now at two and a half percent or 4%, um, you have to think about, okay, well, do I want to hold, continue to hold this bond for the next 30 years? Or if the rate falls below something that you know I don't see as an appealing rate of return, should I sell that bond or cash that bond in at my local bank and put that money somewhere else? Um, you know, so once again, you you uh, that bond you you recall buying it because it was buying, paying nine percent might like I said if it's only paying four percent and you're uh, you have an equity line of credit on your home that you're paying seven percent interest on, or you have a mortgage that you took out recently that you're paying a higher rate on. You might take that bond and cash it in and pay down some debt that might be accruing in a higher interest rate. Uh, you might take that bond and you know shift it into something that might have higher growth potential. You know, like a stock that you're planning to hold on for the next twenty years. So, um, you know, that idea of renewal rate uh, risk, uh, like I said, it's not the most prevalent. It probably doesn't impact most people's uh, total returns by a significant but uh, amount. But it is a topic you should be aware of and. Um, when you make any type of investment, you always want to maybe have a system that in 12 or 24 months, you check back in on that investment. If you're working with an advisor, that's kind of their job. So they would you know, say, hey, I know we bought this a year or two ago. We want to revisit it. Is it still the right thing? Is it you know, still doing what it's supposed to do? But if you're doing this on your own or um, you want to, you have to build in some habits yourself. So it might just be a you know, type in a calendar entry 12 or 24 months from now. To review that investment you bought, or you know, maybe you have it uh, set up for once a year. You look at all your investments, and that CD or that I bond is going to be one of those things you address. So, um, you know, these are little things that, if you have some good habits about you know the little things that you do along the way, you know, it's going to increase your ability to you know kind of achieve the financial lifestyle that you want. More importantly, it just gives you more confidence and more control of the decisions you're making because. You know, someone. You know, if you own an I bond, someone about a year or two from now is going to be like, "Oh yeah, they're not they're not doing so well. I'm I'm getting out of mine," and you don't want to be caught off guard. And be like, "Oh, I, I have no idea what my bond is paying." Um, and if people ask you questions about things you may or may not own, and you don't know the answers, that diminishes people's confidence in their financial situation, and then might you know their decision making moving forward might be a little bit more hesitant because oh I. Maybe I did the right. Did I do the right thing? Did I do the wrong thing? Um, once again, there's not a right or wrong. You know, if you bought the I bond because it was paying a good rate, it was the right thing to do at the time. And then, like everything, you want to just assess ongoing and and ask those questions. Um, you know, is that I bond still the right thing for me? Is that CD the right thing when it renews? Should I just keep it going, or should I look to, to make a change when that time comes? So, the uh, you know, the takeaway from this episode is if you have anything that has a fixed life, uh, a one-year CD, a, a, an I-bond that might have by, you know, semi-annual adjustment periods, uh, an annuity with a fixed uh, return for so many years, just make sure you put a calendar item about a month before when that thing is supposed to mature. And then you can have another crack at whether or not you want to keep it, or is it time to move on from that? Um, because, uh, you know, just because you did it once doesn't mean if you, if it's not no longer the right thing, you don't have to keep repeating the same, same investment. So 
um, you know, hopefully this information is helpful. And if you're considering, you know, maybe you were reading an article about I-bonds a year ago and you're like, oh, maybe they're still good. Once again, the interest rates aren't as high as they were because inflation isn't isn't projected to be as high. So an I-bond may not be as attractive as a CD because the I-bond might adjust down again in six months versus the CD might be locked in for 12 months or 24 months. So um, once again, bonds and CDs are really meant to be kind of uh, shorter duration and you know for safer and you know things that you're looking to preserve principle. They're not typically designed for 10, 20, 30 year wealth accumulation strategies. So you want to make sure you're using them in the right part of your plan. Um, and then just that, you know, like I said, build some habits to ask the right questions and and make sure you're, you're taking control of the overall situation. Once again, uh, thanks for listening and have a great day. Great Points is hosted by Matt Shorter. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.